Welcome to episode 103 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It's uh, it's Tuesday's episode, people, but it is Friday. We've done it again. Uh, Friday, the 1st of May, uh, 2000, 2020. And um, we are running late, people. Um, I ain't going to lie to you. It's difficult, man. Uh, I'm finding it difficult uh, finding things to talk about, finding things to say. People advising me, hey, man, just do the podcast once a week or whatever. But I'm committed, committed to doing it twice a week, even though it's running late a little bit. Um, it's, uh, yeah, we're, we're running late, people. I'm trying to find things to do. There's not a lot to do, to be perfectly honest, at the minute. I know, I, I know, I share your pain, people. We're all going through it at the minute, aren't we? We're all trying to do our best, get our fucking head round it a little bit. Um, the weird thing about this for me is I am actually quite a bit of a home bod, usually. I usually um, stay at home quite a bit. Obviously, I'm going out at night and shit like that, gigging usually. Uh, in the real world... When things uh, when things are going right with the world and there's not a weird fucking thing out there that's hiding around the corner w- waiting to jump out on us all. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm quite a home bod and this is sort of like changing me a little bit, I think. I just want to get out, get out and do something. Work this fucking belly off that I seem to have uh, developed. Uh, it's coming on nicely, by the way. Um update on uh on the belly it's coming up uh quite nicely at the minute um i ain't gonna lie to you i'm finding it very comforting uh <laughs> still i've got to do something about it man i have got to do something about it it's getting out of hand i'm getting the old fucking love handles like at the at the bottom of the ribs you know when you're laying in the bath and uh, you just sort of like lean forward to get some soap or whatever and everything just concertinas. I've never had that before on my stomach. Just a concertina of flab that I can just grab. Uh, I feel sorry for the people out there who can't uh, lose it. Just eat less. Isn't it? That's what I'm doing. I'm eating more and I'm doing very little. So uh, that's why I'm piling on the pounds a little bit. Um but it's weird, yeah. I'm usually I'm usually like quite a bit of a home bod. Even when I go on holiday, um, I feel like uh, an animal that's been transported. When I go on holiday, I like to stay for a couple of days, just getting used to uh, the new environment I'm in. You know, maybe stay in the hotel room for a day, just fucking around, getting a few bits done. You know, and then go like out exploring. But I'm like one of these fucking, you know, rehomed fucking dogs who just stays in its fucking basket, like, for a couple of days and won't come out just whimpering. That's what I'm usually like. But at the minute, I'm just itching to do something, to do some sort of... Oh, I know, we can all go out and do some sort of exercise, people, can't we? We can all do some sort of exercise, but it's a fucking lot of work. It's all right. The weather's changed here in the UK. Uh, England, Scotland, Ireland, uh, well, Northern Ireland and uh, Wales. Always fuck that up. Why can't Ireland just become part of us? There's a controversial. Um, but yeah, I uh, it's the weather's changed a little bit and it's been rainy and a little bit cold. And um, 
from the basking sunshine that we had last week um, and the week before. So the tan is fading a little bit. But, um, uh, yeah, it's all well and good, isn't it? Like saying go out and exercise and shit. There's been a lot less people outside uh, walking around and running around and doing all that sort of thing. Suddenly exercise. Now the weather's changed. They're fair, fair weather exercises. That's what they are. Um, now the weather's changed. Nobody's, uh, nobody's really that concerned about their fucking, hey, man, I've got to get out for mental health and shit like that. Uh, all of a sudden, that's been pushed onto the back burner and everybody's just staying inside with the fucking heating turned up. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, I've got to do something about it, people. I've got to somehow try and lose this as you can the worst thing about this is like uh i've got quite a tight top on today which um wasn't a tight top until about four weeks ago uh and now it just looks oh man you just gotta i mean i can fucking try and breathe in and it just ugh, sags down now so um i don't know talking about caged animals um one of the very few things that i've done this week i'm not uh, I'm not going to uh, lie to you people out there. I have done very little. Um, the podcast is late because I've feverishly been trying to think of uh, things that I can relate or and finally managed to get together enough stuff for uh, around about half an hour. <laughs> we'll see how that goes, uh, he says, five minutes in. But um, I watched... Uh, now, it's quite, it looks like it's an older film than it is, but it's like 1980, I think. But I watched, um, I watched The Elephant Man. Um, that's a fucking brutal film, isn't it? Let's have a little bit of tea before I start this bit. That is a fucking brutal film. Uh, it looks a lot older because it's in black and white and it's filmed almost like a film noir sort of like um, feel to it. I think it's, is it David Lynch? Is he the director? I don't know. Anyway, uh, I think it is. Um, and um, it's just fucking, uh, it's a brutal, brutal film. Um, obviously, it's about John or Joseph Merrick. They call him John Merrick in the thing. And when you Google him, uh, it's Joseph Merrick. So I can't believe that if it, I've heard it, uh, his name, it's fucking hell. That's brutal, isn't it? Uh, that's what it was called back in the Victorian time. It's. Um, but he, uh, uh, he was, uh, he's re referred to like as John Merrick, Mr. John Merrick. And, uh, they make a big thing about that. And, uh, obviously calling him by his name. Why wouldn't you? He's hideously, hideously disfigured, but even, but like, um, uh, apparently it's Joseph Merrick and John Merrick's the wrong thing. And, uh, I don't know, it might've been the nickname or whatever. I don't know if, if people out there can relate to me. Let me know. I'm willing to be educated. Now, um, the film itself is just like, obviously, it's about like a guy who's hideously, hideously disfigured. I mean, a lot of it's like when, you know, very Victorian-esque reactions to, ah! you know, like women fainting and shit like that. And like guys just pointing and bullying him and shit like that. It's, I mean, it's fucking brutal, the whole film. And it must have been horrendous. Um like to be the guy, especially in those times. I mean, even now, you know, like um, 
you get like uh, pictures of like people who are unfortunately disfigured and shit like that. And it is like a little bit still a little bit of Victorian freak show. They've even got his fucking. This is the weird thing about it. Even now, they've got his skeleton in uh, some London hospital that they show students every now and again and push them in there like to freak out. Well, I imagine it's to study him or whatever. But, um, you know. But his skeletons on... There's something weird and morbid and fucking horrible about that. That even now, he's not been buried. They've stripped his fucking skin and veins and fucking muscle and fucking flab off of him. And he's just, like, displayed as a fucking skeleton in the back rooms of some hospital where uh, all the students go and fucking gawp at him. Even now. Even now he's being gawped at. But um, obviously, um, Anthony Hopkins is brilliant in it. I think, was it John Hurt? I think John Hurt plays the elephant man. You can't tell it's him, you know. He hasn't got, he's almost got an alien bursting out of his chest with all the fucking cysts and shit all over him. It's fucking brutal. But um, I watched that and um, there was part of it where I was thinking what it'd be like, because you put yourself in that situation, don't you? Not as the elephant man, obviously. I didn't see, but you put yourself in the situation thinking, hey, man, I'd have treated him so much better than that because I'm such a nice person. So I'd have treated him with dignity and respect and everything that he deserved. But fuck me. After a while, I think, I was watching the film. And I just thought to myself, after a while, it, I think it'd start getting on my tits a little bit. Like, it was... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologise unreservedly for that. I don't at all. But I just think after a while, it, it, what it was, it was just the, the fucking pity of the guy. You know, everything. You know, oh, you've given me a picture. Oh, this is the first picture of oh I've ever had. Oh, you've 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 given me a grooming kit to comb my hair and shit. Oh my god. Oh, I've got my own lodgings. Oh, this is great. Oh, oh, you don't know what this means to me. Nobody's ever done everything was nobody's ever done this to me before. And after a while you'd be like, oh fuck it out. Jesus, just drop the pity party. It's a fucking toothbrush, son. You know, like, it's nothing to me. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it'd be a little bit draining to be around constantly. Um, because, obviously, everybody's beating the fucking shit out of it. You can see, probably, why those people did. Like... <laughs> Ah, oh, Jesus, it's, it's, I just made you a sandwich, for Christ's sake. You know, it's not like fucking I've given you a million pounds or something. All I've done is made you a sandwich. You just, no, get off your knees. Stop fucking, you know, bowing down to me. It's just a ham sandwich, me old buddy. You know, get that down, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's a fucking good film. It is a good film. Um... It's just, uh, it's, it, I think the black and white obviously adds to it and stuff, and it makes it seem a little bit more, 
you know, like Dickensian sort of like dark. And um, it's just, it's on BBC iPlayer if you want to watch it. It's just fucking amazing film. Um, and what a brutal life. And then after all of that, he, his big thing was about going to the theatre and then like... Um, uh, he goes home and then goes to sleep and then fucking can't... He just... Hey, man, I just want to sleep like everybody else. You know, just, you know, stay upright. Your fucking head's massive. It's fucking huge. You know, like, there's a reason why they called you the elephant, man. You've got a fucking huge head. I know you can't lay down like everybody else and you want, you know, you want to lay down and shit like that. But, um... You know, you gotta stay upright, son. This this is your life. You know, put those keep those pillows behind you. Because in the end of the day, what he does, he lays down like a normal person and then I think he's I think the official report was like his neck snapped or something like that, or just under the pressure and the weight of his fucking massive heat. Try getting a beanie for that fucking geezer. Jesus, no chance. Bit more tea there. Um yeah, so, uh, yeah, for the elephant man, he, 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 he actually forgot how to sleep. The irony of it. <laughs> he forgot what he needed to do to sleep to stay alive. It's the weirdest, it was kind of a weird suicide thing. That's what they sort of, like, try to imply on it, I think. But, um, yeah, what a fucking brutal life, man. I, you know, like, we're all quite lucky. 99.9%, whatever percent of us out there are fairly, you know, physically okay, physically well, you know, like, or make the most of it. But there's always something, you know, like the, the, you, your heart goes out, obviously, to people who are fucking horrendously, horrendously disfigured like that with fucking lumps coming out of your head and shit like that. And you can't, you know, you speak, thank you for the sandwich. But, um, yeah, it's fucking... It was a great portrayal, though. And it, obviously, it's an old film, but they're fucking rerunning quite a, quite a few bits, like on uh, BBC iPlayer at the minute. Uh, and that's basically, you know, that's that's all we can do at the minute, isn't there? That's all we can do at the moment, is just what fucking sit there. This is the way the government want us people. Passive people working from home. They're not fucking, you know, going out like fucking up the environment or anything like that or getting in traffic jams or accidents just fucking oh fucking i got a fucking phone call coming through jesus fuck forgot to put this shit on fucking um yeah there we go airplane mode loving it uh yeah so um that's the way the government well, that's probably the fucking government right there hey he's on to us give him a ring you need to uh uh, stop this podcast immediately. People will be coming through the fucking front door in a minute. Uh, but yeah, that's a, this is the government's fucking wet dream at the minute. A passive, uh, a passive workforce, you know, not even going out of their own fucking homes, like working from home. Yeah, I bet they're fucking loving it. I bet there's somebody. This is my conspiracy theory starting. Here we go. Briggs Conspiracy Theories 101. I bet there's somebody somewhere in a dark fucking room with probably people in fucking chained up and in hoods around him working at a computer going, this is what we fucking want out of the fucking 
workforce. If we can keep somehow stretch this pandemic out, but keep people working so the economy's right and we can get the rich people funneling the money through to them still. And everybody's just staying at home and working from home and then we'll get virtual reality things to uh, fucking... So they can live a life like that. This is the first step to the Matrix, people, right here. I said it first. I don't know. I don't know. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, this is taking a turn, isn't it? From the elephant man to fucking that. Here we go. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I sort of like, uh, yeah, I quite, uh, I did quite enjoy that. Um what else were we going to talk about? Um, I did watch, obviously, like as well, the Louis Theroux thing. Uh, they've got loads of that shit on the iPlayer at the minute. And uh, obviously, you know, um, a lot of those documentaries about fucked up people and stuff. I watched, I rewatched the one um, where they have the Westboro Baptist Church and then the return, he returns to the Westboro Baptist Church where they're even fucking more mental than ever. But uh, it, it must be interesting to be within that, um, those sort of, you know, those sort of end-of-the-world cult things, like at the moment, just to, obviously nobody can do a documentary, but they must be fucking rubbing their hands, going like, this is what we told you was going to happen. I mean, it's not going to be the end of the world. Hopefully such wood but um these people must be sort of like fucking rubbing their hands with glee just smugly walking around going hey this is what the penance you have to pay for being sinners i don't know i don't know people but i've been watching all that shit as well this week um whilst i should have been doing the podcast obviously um uh, what else have we got down here? Fucking hell, Jesus. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, um, but, uh, it's just, it's just the way he interviews him and the smugness of people like that. Um, if they thought it was the end of days, people like that, you know, I have more respect for cults who actually fucking wipe each other out. Because they uh, they think the judgment day is coming. At least that shows commitment. I mean, holding a sign up saying God hates fags and stuff like that. Yeah, it's provocative. That's all they want to do, though, isn't it? You know, and everybody's leaving that cult now anyway. Um, because everybody's either fucking dying off or, or, or just like just realizes how mental and fucked up it is. But just to be in that mindset at the minute where there's a global thing like this happening, which is the first sort of like global thing really within our lifetimes. You know, we've had like swine flu, bird flu, fucking SARS and that sort of thing. And you're like, yeah, whatever. But it's the first massive, massive, you know, like global public health, like fucking pandemic within our lifetime. They must be... You know, just to be in that mindset with those people at the moment, I think would be quite interesting. Um, what are we on? Fucking 20 minutes, people. We have... Let's have a little look here, people. We have... Holy shit. Holy shit, people. We've got a little bit of advertising. We've got an advertiser out there. They're out there. Somewhere. Who knows? Um... 
let's uh, let's get the advertising done then, and we can uh, and then we can swiftly move on. Uh, are you feeling the stress of lockdown and struggling to cope with being uh, confined all day? Do you feel distanced from the world and can't handle these new restrictions? Well, at GimpCounseling.com, they have just the professionals to help you through these difficult times. Each one of their GIMP counsellors has first-hand knowledge of being locked away and confined for long periods of time. Learn from their horrendous, horrendous experiences and grow as a person to cope with the lockdown. It's only been six weeks. Some of these GIMPs have been locked away for years. You self-obsessed fuckers. Uh, Each one of their counselling sessions is a one-to-one online masterclass of coping with being alone. Uh, either in your own home or being chained in a box awaiting a variety of sexual depravities. Read the reviews. I fucking will. What the fuck, Amy, the UK? I couldn't make out what they were saying. Chuck, USA, and Was ist das? Helmet, Germany. Classic reviews there. For a limited per, uh, period, if you visit GimpCounseling.com and you have the coronavirus... You can get 10% of a 10% discount on all online counselling services. So don't delay. Note, uh, disclaimer, all rumours of suicides immediately after uh, their counselling sessions are completely false. And the 25 that may or may not have happened have nothing to do with GimpCounseling.com's expert advice. That is... The advertising for this fucking week. Back in the game with the advertising, people. Holy shit. Uh, Let's have a look at some uh, stories um, that we can have a little look at um, uh, that have been going on. Uh, Here is a novel way. I'm going to need a cup of tea. Oh, Jesus. I I don't even know whether I should be drinking a cup of tea at this stage. Before I read this article out, here's the headline, people. Here is the headline. Uh, Mum drinks sperm smoothies to fight off coronavirus. Now, um, this is somebody who clearly can't get hold of paracetamol or antibiotics. (laughs) Oh, man, that is fucking rank. Oh, the picture of it. It looks like what I left in a fucking toilet in Egypt once. Most of it sprayed at the back of it. Oh, Jesus. Uh, A mother of two believes that drinking smoothies with a shot of sperm have helped to boost her immune system and is helping prevent coronavirus. Uh, Maybe you just haven't had it yet, sweetheart. This is somebody who needs to fucking die from it. Oh, Jesus. This is somebody who even after the lockdown and social distancing, you really want to stay two metres away from. <laughs> Tracy Kiss, what a name. What a fucking name for somebody who drinks sperm. Uh, Say she's not had a cold or flu for three years uh, because of a concoction which is made using donations from her boyfriend and she takes three shots a week. Oh, man, Jesus. Mother of two as well. She'd be kissing her kids on the cheek and everything. That's like fucking the... Equi- that is the human equivalent of um, letting a dog lick your face after it's been fucking licking its own balls. Jesus. 
Tracy, a personal trainer from Aylesbury, oh God, said, I found a free and vegan-friendly alter. Is it vegan-friendly drinking sperm? I don't know. There's a, there's a question I never thought I'd ask. Um, <laughs> anybody dating a vegan out there and she swallows, write in to podcast at benbriggs.co.uk so we can get this fucking issue nailed. Um, Tracy, a personal trainer from Aylesbury, said, I found a free... Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't always know what is in pharmaceutical medica- medicine. To be fair to you... If I even if I found out that there was sperm in pharmaceutical medicine, I'm like, I, I, I think I'm going to, you know, I think I'm going to give that medicine a miss and just suffer a little bit. Uh, it is much better for the body to drink something that doesn't contain chemicals, but does contain fucking me old, me old fucking boys. Jeez. It isn't much different to a mother breastfeeding a newborn. Uh, yeah, it's totally different from that. To give them the nutrients they need. It isn't... Fucking... <laughs> it's always on tap, I suppose, isn't it? It ain't gonna run out unless he has the fucking snip. It isn't for everyone, but it is packed full of vitamins and I haven't had a cold or flu ever since drinking it in 2017. Yes, because nobody's going anywhere fucking near you. That's why you're not getting a fucking cold, sweetheart. You got a fuck. Oh, man. The old milk moustache going on there. <laughs> Have you been drinking milk, Tracy? Uh, no, I've just had uh, had one of the smoothies that I uh, that I make out of my um, my boyfriend's seed. I also put it on my face to clear up my skin. Jesus Christ, fucking! I haven't had uh, I haven't had acne all over my tits for three years. <laughs> Ah, Jesus. I never... Ah, Jesus. Uh, She adds, the smoothies aren't any different to drinking honey and lemon water when you have a sore throat. Oh, man. She fucking... uh, Put it in the fridge or something. Uh, It's just another natural remedy, but completely free. Well, we've all got to save money these days. That could be what it's down to. The planet is just left. All the women die out, guys. If we run out of food... All the guys are going to be fine. Some of the women will be all right as well, I imagine. <laughs> you don't have to have a partner. You could just ask a male friend who is healthy. There you go. You see, out there, this is the new sperm donation. Oh, it's for your health, sweetheart. That's what this sort of article now is going to be a godsend to every fucking man out there, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's not for me, sweetheart. It's not for me. It's for you. I'm doing it for you. I just want you to be healthy and I don't want you to get the coronavirus. Now get her on your fucking knees. <laughs> Most people think I'm joking because it seems too good to be true that I'm being so open about a taboo subject. Yeah, well, you know, it's hardly taboo. It's in a fucking, from a website on the internet. I think you're doing all right, sweetheart. It's not really a taboo subject. I'm going against society's norm. To educate and help other people who are missing out on nutrients. I want to make a difference, which is why I'm sharing this home remedy. I imagine her personal training fucking diary has immediately become empty. Ha, ha, ha. Ah, dear, you want to share a fucking bottle of water with her? Uh, what's this fucking shit floating in it? Looks like, it looks like you just pulled it out of a canal. Ah, dear. 
Uh, what are we on? 27. We've got time for one more, people. Um, let's have a look. Here we go. Here's a question that is uh, uh, posed by the next news article. Nobody wants free haunted house after former owner shares creepy story. Would you want a house, a free house, if it was haunted? You know, not that I believe in ghosts or anything like that. I'd take it. I'd take it. Kill the story and then sell it on to some other sucker for them to fucking redecorate after the fucking blood comes down the walls. <laughs> Our home is up for grabs. Glabs. Our home is up for grabs, completely free of charge in Louisiana, US, but any potential owners are being put off by the chilling story. What is the story? The owners of a, a, a home compared to the Amityville Horror House are struggling to give it away as free. Four-bedroom house? I'd fucking have it. One former resident claims the house is haunted by a great-grandmother. Well, she, she ain't going to be a problem, is she? You know, a great-grandmother, you know, was she just like there's a vague smell of urine and fucking boiled sweets in the hallway? <laughs> Who is well-known to stir cooking left unattended in the kitchen? That's fucking ideal. You've got a ghost that's fucking cooking for you. What the fuck? I'd move in there immediately. Immediately. Sylvia McLean, a co-owner of McLean Investments, took to Facebook to share snaps of the home. However, it appears potential suitors were put off by the smell of... by the fact that they fucking love cooking their own meals. That's ideal to have a fucking great-grandma come home from work. There's some fucking cookies baking in the oven. It's ideal. Uh, Sylvia admitted she's heard all the stories about it being haunted by an old woman and said former owners have even had ghost hunters into banisher. Why? Let her fucking hang around. Former resident Dawn uh, Valet de Clout, uh, Jesus, de Clout, uh, claims the house is occupied by the spirit of her great-grandmother, Adele, a four foot nine... She's not four foot nine inches. She's tiny. Who lived until about 19, was known for meddling in the kitchen. Oh, fucking grandma's meddling again. Uh, Dawn's family owned a 168 plot. The house was built in 1860. There's a picture of her. The old woman as well. She looks she looks a little bit stern, but, uh, you know, she's going to put, like, the kettle on or, you know, bake some brownies for you, make a nice casserole. That's, that's, that's the ghost you want. Imagine how much free time you're going to have when you're not stood over the stone stirring it. Uh, stirring it. Jesus. Um, that, uh, fucking, that is ideal. I'd buy it in a heartbeat. I don't see the problem. Uh, what are we on? 30 minutes, people. We've fucking made it. Holy shit. Um, that was episode 103 of the Ben Briggs podcast. Uh, it's Friday now, people, and it is quarter past eight at night. Uh, I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, tomorrow's uh, episode is not going to happen. We're going to do that on Sunday. We? Me. Um, we're going to do that on Sunday. So we'll get Saturday's episode out on Sunday. And then hopefully, hopefully, we can fucking catch up and uh, and try to uh, get back um, everything um everything on uh, on par again and uh, do the Tuesdays and the Saturdays. But who knows? Who knows? We'll get there. We'll get there, people. We'll get back on track on Sunday and then we'll get the next one out on Tuesday. 
Any questions, message me at uh, podcast.benbriggs.co.uk. If you uh, want to check out the Facebook page, it is at the Ben Briggs Podcast. And uh, you can get to all that shit through my website, which is uh, www.benbriggs.co.uk. Have a great... The weekend starts here, people. It is Friday night. Have a great uh, rest of your Friday and Saturday. I will speak to you on Sunday, motherfuckers. Take care.